Welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast, hosted by Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers who cover the team on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your hosts, Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints are wrapping up practice Friday ahead of their matchup with the Giants. It's a 12 o'clock kick on Fox, or you can just head out to the Superdome and come see it in person. The Saints will be fighting to maintain at least a share of first in the NFC South. They are 6-7 and seven on the season, currently tied with the Falcons and the Bucks. So it depends what happens with their games over the weekend, whether the Saints can move into sole possession or will still have a share of it. Today, John DeShazer and I are bringing in linebacker Nephi Sewell, who had a huge play in the Saints win over the Panthers last weekend when he forced a fumble on a punt. Fellow linebacker DeMarco Jackson scooped the loose ball up for the score and a 14-3 lead. Sewell signed with the Saints in May of 2022 and is one of three brothers who currently play in the NFL. Nephi, thank you so much for jumping on the New Orleans Saints podcast with us. It's awesome to have you after such a big game for you last week against the Carolina Panthers. Let's just put that aside for a second. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? How's this week going for you? Doing well. You know, it's a new week, another opportunity to go one and no, and that's the goal. So just excited to get after it again. Yeah. I mean, it's a big game coming up this weekend against the Giants. It's almost like a playoff game for both teams because you both really need the win. With the, with the situation. Yeah. They're on a hot streak, like what, winning three in a row. Mm -hmm. So, and we're you know, in the in a division where three teams are six and seven. Yeah. So this game definitely matters for both teams. And, you know, um, I know that we're going to be ready to go out there and do what we got to do. Well, last weekend's game was a lot of fun. That moment where it ended up being a forced fumble because you got there before he even was able to kick the ball. Yeah. I kept watching. I'm like, did I really need to dive? I, I could have just grabbed it and ran with it. But, you know. Well, well, I'll take it, you know. I'll take the force fumble, and I'm just glad that D-Jack, I was just hoping that someone was there to pick it up and score, but I'm glad, you know, D-Jack was there at the right time and was able to pick it up and score, but I'll take the force fumble. Okay. Humble brag, I said he got there, and yep. I think he could have just taken yep. it off his foot. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the more I watched it, I'm like, I think I was just thinking, just dive. Like, yeah, in my I mean, head, I was, I was like, I'm there. I might as well do something. And I just thought dive in that moment. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're coached and you're drilled to do yeah. that. And so you did what you were coached and drilled to do. Yeah. And it turns out to be a nice one. When it opens up for you like mm -hmm. that, because I, I don't think anybody thought it was going to open up like that. And Riz said it was just a four-man rush. Yeah. Did you, when it opens up like that, did did your eyes get big? Were oh, you like, it, it got real big. <laughs> right, when, right when I took my first step and it opened up like that, I'm like, oh, I can go block it. And so as I kept running I, and I was able to, like, get that forced fumble, I was like, yes, like a nice little cheering inside of me. I was hyped. Yeah. I'm glad the whole stadium, you know, got hyped, too, and it was loud. Apparently, well, I didn't really, like, know if it was loud just because I was, like, in the moment. But my uh, my wife was telling me it was definitely loud. Okay, what was the celebration? Because I heard after the yeah. game, you were talking, you said the, the celebration was So celebration, we, like DJ said, he was running one way and I was on one end and he came to find me and we kind of just like jumped up and, you know, just got hyped. We needed to do like a little Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave, you know, like a little dance or something. But nah, it was fun, you know, 
Yeah, especially because of the moment. It was just the celebration we came up with. Mm-hmm. So. DeMarco said he threw the ball, but he was able to get it at the end of the game. Yes, I did see him uh, after the game. He sent me, a, uh, sent me a selfie showing that he got the ball, so... I'm glad he was able to go get that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm glad because you know, the last guy, the, the most recent guy who didn't get the ball was Giannis, and we know how that kind of worked out. So, so <laughs> how big was that for you? Because you know, special teams can make plays that will they'll change games one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that was a huge one for the Saints because you know, offense had gotten a little bit stagnant. The defense was playing pretty well, but you know, to get that kind of score and basically, you know, it, it's one of those. Not only is it quick change, but it's quick change six yeah. for a team as opposed to just a quick change. Uh, definitely big. You know, um, I'll always remember that, especially because it's my ever first ever career block. And uh, especially with a game like that uh, and how tightly close it was throughout the whole way, um, I felt like it was big in the sense that it kept us in the lead. And it's always good when you're playing ahead and mm-hmm. forces the other team to do things that – they're not normally calling or playing their play style. It forces them to do other things besides playing their game. So I definitely think it helped, and I definitely feel like it, it helped the team in, in terms of, like, the long run of the game. How much do you embrace special teams? Because I, I know in college, you know, uh-huh. a lot of guys in, of your stature don't have to play a lot of special teams, and you get to the NFL, and sometimes that's that's the, the way into, that's a pathway into yeah. uh, not only the league, but then later on into the lineup, and, and guys who embrace it and play it well can can stay in, in the NFL on, on rosters for a mm-hmm. long time. I feel like, you know, it's kind of how my college career went. Um, Early on in my career, like early on in the NFL right now, I play a lot of special teams, and that's kind of how I found my way onto the field. And so coming into the league, I knew that that was kind of going to be my thing because, you know, we got two great all-pro linebackers. We got Pete Werner and Mario Davis. So if I'm going to find my way on the field, it's going to be special teams. But also I feel like the universities I was at, uh, University of Nevada and University of Utah, I feel like they put an emphasis on, like, no matter if you're a starter, you're going to play special teams. So in the back of my career, I didn't play all four cores, but I still was on the special teams unit in terms of, like, punt and KOR. So it was always, like, an emphasis in my career. And, you know, from here on out, it's just always going to be a big part of my career, especially being able to add value, add value to, like, all, all four core special teams and being able to play defense as well. Being behind Demario Davis and uh-huh. even Pete Werner, what are some of the things that you've picked up from them in maybe how they approach the week, yeah. how they get ready for a game? Definitely uh, the way and they the way and they prepare. Um, I've always just been able to like watch film and kind of diagnose what the opponent is going to do, like what is their tendencies and stuff. But being around Pete and Demario has made me realize like. It's, also, watching them, I need to watch myself. Like, I need to be able to watch the film and be able to coach myself and coach myself hard on what I need to improve. And also learn, all right, how are teams beating us? Like, in terms of what are the runs that are beating us? What are, like, some passing concepts? Because it's a copycat league. Whatever works against a defense, mm-hmm. they're going to do. So just also knowing their tendencies, but also putting that, oh, maybe they could run this because we got beat on it. So you were lined up against one of your brothers last yes. week. Yes, last week, Panay, and then I didn't really get to butt heads with Noah when we went against Chicago, but definitely got to go against him. But I want to say we only hit two, three times last week. Okay. So definitely wasn't a lot, but I'll tell you this, I didn't really know that I hit him till after the play 
when I'm like just looking, I'm like, oh, we hit each other. What is that feeling like? It's definitely weird. I know, you know, when you're young and you have siblings, y'all fight and everything and like kind of like have that competitive spirit. And we still do. It's just like now it's kind of different because it's more of like now we're older. We all have our own families. We rarely get to see each other. So it's like it's all love at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So in between the lines, we'll get after it. And then once it's all over, we'll show love and. You know, he's still my brother. At the yeah. End of the day. How, how did this become the family business? There's <laughs> yeah. three Sewell boys in the NFL and and Gabriel still still at USFL? Yeah. Okay, and then two uncles who played in the NFL, correct? Yeah. Yes. How, how did this become the family business? I mean, because it's rare to get yeah. three brothers in the NFL at any time, but uh-huh. much less at the same time. I honestly couldn't tell you. I... I <laughs> Football has always been a big part of our, you know, life growing up. Ever since we were young kids, my dad was a high school football coach, and we always go to practices and stuff. And we always knew that we were pretty good at football, but I think we realized that we could start to take it to the next level is when my dad took the chance and moving us to Utah, and we all started getting offers. And, you know, it's not the easiest thing to – get an offer or scholarship to go play somewhere and, you know, pay for school and everything. So, and also being like, being able to go to camps in in high school and just going against other competition, because you're not going to really know how good you are until you go against people all around the world. And I feel like as we got to college and started competing in college and start to like do pretty good in college, like, oh, maybe we could go pro. And I think the best thing about it was like, even though there's three of us in the league, it was all different paths, you know. Panay was like a first rounder, top what, top ten pick, top mm-hmm. ten pick, and me undrafted, able to uh, sign as an undrafted free agent with the Saints. Thankful for that opportunity, and then Noah drafted in the fifth round to Chicago. So I feel like it just, just somehow it all worked out, and I'm grateful for you know the journey and everything that happened. You know, how much of a source of pride is that for you? Because I, you guys obviously don't get a chance to see each other a whole lot, but, uh-huh. I mean, is it something that you sit back and think about and say, you know, this is, this is from our perspective, it's incredible uh-huh. because you don't see this. Yeah. I, I I never really thought about it until, like, last off season, And then every now and then this season, I'll start to think about it. I'm like, there's really three of us in the league. Like, that's that's not normal. And I'll start to, like, appreciate it more yeah just because like i'm so caught up in the moment i'm just trying to you know do my job come up and show up to work and do do my best of my ability to you know do my job out there so definitely it it's 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 a like a surreal feeling Mm -hmm. when you just take a step back and actually like look at what's going on in front of me how much do you guys communicate because you know you got you got yeah. Noah, but you didn't know, get Panay like, and you know I mean is that you know is, there, is that there, a text thing? Right, is there is a group a, chat going? We, we we have a group chat. It's pretty silent throughout the season just <laughs> just because we're all busy. The only times we'll we'll ever see a text is probably Sunday after whoever's game is done. Like they'll start to text like, all right, anyone want to get a game in on like Call of Duty or something? <laughs> like just a quick game, maybe one two games, and then probably on. A Monday or Tuesday, but after that, it's like, do not disturb on on the phone. Like we we know everyone has uh, a job to do, and we want everyone to just focus on what they got to do. Yeah. So everyone is 
linebackers, except for Panay. Yeah, it's pretty much. How did he? I mean, the outlier, like offensive lineman. Yeah, he uh, he was a big kid since birth. I'm pretty sure when he was, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. He, when I was a little kid, I'm pretty sure he was born and he was already bigger than me at like two years old. <laughs> so you know, he was definitely you know when they take the measurements of like little kids and like their height, weight, and their heads. He was a 99 percentile baby, so yeah, that, that it just trickled down to what he is now. He, he's he's always been bigger, same as Noah. Noah's bigger than me as well, so the younger two definitely got the bigger genes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about genes, were your parents athletic? My dad played basketball and football. My mom was a uh, hooper as well. Okay, so I'm sure they're pretty proud. It's a lot to keep up with, though, to have. Very. They, they, Four they different. Live, they live in Hawaii, so it's even harder. For oh them. my gosh! Yeah. So, last week, not last week. Yeah, last week they were able to go to the Chicago Bears game. Knock out. And well, the, the Lions and the Chicago for Penanoa. But the week before that was uh, me and Penang's game. They came to my our game as yeah. well. So, I was happy f- uh, they were able to make it. Uh, they also brought, brought grandma. And she stayed at my house while they went to the Chicago game. So it was definitely good having them, especially with uh, my newborn girl, uh, Grandma, and my parents got a lot of time to spend with little girl and my, my boy. So it was definitely nice to have them over. How old is the little girl? She's about to be two months in 10 days. There you go. Okay. So you're on top of it. Yeah, I've been to Hawaii. Great, beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful place, terrible flight. I hate, yeah. <laughs> I hate being plane that long. Especially yeah. all the way over here. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's worth it once you get there. Yeah, once you get there, you're, you're, yeah. it's smooth sailing. Yeah, once you get In there. In terms of, it. like, traveling there and then traveling back to the crib or wherever you reside. Uh, Did mom cook for you while she was here? Oh, yes. Uh, she had a straight lineup of – she cooked her chicken curry. My dad made his meatloaf. Then my dad made some katsu. Then my mom made uh, what are these these sliders. I don't know what the sliders are, but they're they're pretty good. And then I treated them to to Landry's and this uh, Mexican place. I forgot what it was called, but it was all by the Lakeside. Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your verdict on poi? Because I had some poi. It's like oh, you talking about poi? Because I hated it. You didn't like it? I hated it. <laughs> I guess it takes some time to get accustomed to. But it's so bad. It's something that like I've always eaten like growing up. Like okay, ever since I was growing up, I always ate poi, balsami, ulu. Oh, uh, okay. Quiet so, taste. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. My whole. I don't blame it. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was okay. Because some I, sometimes even when I eat fish, it's like ah, I'd rather have it fried than yeah have it raw. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay. I got you. So you got some good family time in. When your daughter was born, where were you? I was at the hospital. I want to say we scheduled it on a Monday. She got induced Monday and she was born Tuesday. So the Tuesday was my off day. Perfect. So it worked out perfectly. So I was at the hospital. We got to cut the cord and, you know, have the skin-to-skin contact yeah. with her in the beginning. So it was definitely nice being there. Yeah, because Lynn Bowden told me that he didn't make it back. For his, because oh, yeah. my, my my wife made sure I was gonna be. Yeah, she <laughs> said, "All right, when should when should I have this baby?" I said, "Either a Monday or a Tuesday. Any, <laughs> any day after that, you cannot have the baby." So we, we 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 had it all scheduled up, and I'm glad it just 
maybe decided to go with the schedule as well. How's it been getting used it's to? It's been good. I actually um, have my sister here living with us. Uh, she takes care of my boy just so mama can focus on the girl. There you go. So we got a little plan going on. As for me, I'm kind of a guest in the house at the moment. <laughs> I help when I can, but I'm just focused on like film and stuff when I get home. But, you know, it's definitely good to have the, the little ones in my arms while I'm watching film. Definitely a comforting feeling. So yeah. When I get home. comes home and you get to be the good person who, you know, they stay up and play with and that kind of stuff. And then, yeah. you know, everybody else got to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> Until the off season comes, then then I will take upon yeah. that duty. Yeah. How do you spend the off season? Kind of all over the place, just depending on how we're feeling. Uh, we'll be in Utah for the most part just because my wife's family, a lot of them, are, are residing in Utah and she has like nine siblings. So it's a big family on that side. We like to go hang out with them and then go to Hawaii just cause my parents are over there, free mm -hmm. trip, free housing and mom and dad would cook. So it's a nice little trip. And then we'll either go to Detroit. I went to Detroit this last off season just to like for two, three weeks, went to the Morgan Wallen concert. That was pretty good, pretty okay. fun. And just worked out with my brother. So kind of just all over the place, just visiting family. Sure. Just kind of just checking on everyone. So you country guy? Country music? I've I've gotten into it. I'm not not all the way in, but I've gotten into it. My wife's a big country uh, music girl, and she's kind of the one that's been putting me on. I've always been like, when I lived in Utah in uh, high school, I've always been like, ah, it's just country music. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. And then yeah. <laughs> right when, as, I, as I got to college and uh, uh, we started to live together, she started playing music, I'm like, Oh, it's actually, it's actually a pretty good song right here. What song is this? And then if I don't want to ask, I'll just Shazam it and put it in my phone. And then she'll just be surprised, like, when did you start listening to country? I'm like, Shh, just never did until now. Yeah, <laughs> you try to hide it. That she actually was on to something. Yeah, that's awesome. Being here with the Saints, you know, you said you're undrafted, but you had an opportunity here. How much have you enjoyed being a part of this organization? I learned a lot. You know, uh, first when I signed with New Orleans. Um, all I heard, had known before coming here was like, you know, the violence and how bad it can get. So I was kind of skeptical, but the, now that I'm here mm -hmm. and ha having been here for now over a year, uh, I've definitely grown to love the place, you know, especially the organization and the people here are so nice, so friendly. Um, all that stuff like people talk about, I feel like that's everywhere in the world, you know, you're not gonna find bad unless you go look for it. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that and then just being around like a community where they rally around football, basically sports, um, it's definitely nice, you know, just such nice people and I'm just grateful to be to be here and play for this organization and represent this organization. Yeah. You know, undrafted, you, you probably had some choices to go to other organizations instead of the Saints. What, what yeah. made the Saints the choice? Just talking with my agent, uh, he's the numbers guy. He knows what goes on with with like rosters and how it goes. So he felt like this was the best place for me to have to have the opportunity. And so I took his word and signed that paper. Yeah, the Saints have been an organization that comes to undrafted guys. They, uh -huh. you know, they kind of go by what they see, yeah. as they say. And you know, if you if you play well enough, yeah, then, hey, you'll episode. stick. Yeah. It's been fun having you here for sure. What have been some of your just obviously last weekend was probably your favorite moment. Uh -huh. um, but what are some of the things that you've enjoyed about being here? I'll say the the dinners with the linebackers. Uh, 
when we were actually in uh, Chicago, not Chicago, uh, L.A. to play the Chargers, we played uh, card roulette, and uh, my card was pick. So, <laughs> oh, no. It was a good time, but, you know, just being able to hang out with the guys. And uh, actually, today we have defensive dinner, and just being, just being around the guys and just having that camaraderie with, with each other. You know, I feel like in college, you know, you're with your teammates all the time, and, uh, well, normally – don't have kids around the time, and if you do, kudos to you. But you know, you're you're normally around your teammates, just hanging out with them. And I feel like in the league, a lot of people are so focused on themselves and um, focused on getting back to their families and stuff. But being here, it definitely has that like family atmosphere where everyone wants to you know spend time with each other rather than just clock in, clock out. Yeah, so it's definitely been nice being here. Now, is this the whole D going out, or just? The whole the whole defense because I know that you know the the D was the, the, the D, D line like the it's wings. Every, it's every two weeks we have defensive unit dinner and every uh, in between the D line has their own dinner. Okay, yeah, because the D line, the D line, yeah, the D line has their own the, stuff. Yeah, they like yeah. to do the whole wings thing in the yeah. locker room too, and you know that kind of thing. So two nights out of the month that all of you guys get together. Yeah, what is that like? It's cool, you know. Everyone's like you get to see. How people are outside of the building, you know. Yeah. You crack jokes with each other. It's not so serious, you know. It gets laid back and chill, and just you know, have a normal conversation rather than mm-hmm. always just talking about work. Who's paying? So normally, <laughs> yeah. Normally it's the captains, and then it trickles down to like units. So like, so this past, not past two, two dinners ago, it was on the linebackers. So DD already paid, and so yeah. it was back to us. So Pete and Zach Bond took Split the bill. It. Oh, nice, nice. So it's just, Good for you. just whoever, whoever a, a unit it is, they decide on how they're gonna split, split it up. Split it up. Or yeah. Just take it. Well, with Christmas coming up, what are you guys doing for that? I know the rookies. Last year I had to do. I know the rookies had to get some of the vet stuff, but for linebackers, we're doing. The, what is it? Is it White Christmas? Where, like, you get a gift and you open it and you can uh, steal someone's gift. Yeah. White Elephant? El- elephant. White Elephant. Yeah. White elephant. Oh, I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're, we're doing a White Elephant gift in the linebacker room. Last year, I ended up with, like, an arcade game. So we'll see how this year goes. But, yeah. Like an arcade, like a pinball machine? Nah, like, uh, you know, like the, the big arcade things in the... Uh, What's it called? Like a in a, like in a bowling alley, like the whole big yeah, machine. yeah, like wow. a big machine. Yeah, that is. It, it, it took me a minute to get it back into my car. I was about try to, to say to that's my pretty car. impressive. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. All right, well, coming up this weekend, it is the Giants. We know we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's a big game. What are you focusing in on? You know, kind of how do you come down from last weekend's game and flip the page to this one? I think I normally last week down after we watch film on Monday. And after Monday, I kind of like lock into, all right, it's a new week. As much as we want to, you know, celebrate the success we have, we got to look at what's at task this week. And so I've always taken that approach, like new week, new slate, it's zero, zero, and the goal is to be one zero. Yeah. So I've always been able to, you know, put whatever happened in the past and just be able to, you know, take on what what's that task this week yeah 
Well, we appreciate the time. I know you have a lot to get to, meetings and everything else to get ready for this weekend. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Appreciate Nephi joining us today. Don't forget to tune in to our pregame show Sunday at 11 a.m. on NewOrleansSaints.com and join Scott Shanley and myself afterwards as we break down the game against the Giants in our postgame show. Have a great weekend and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.